know, this is our second show in our new little cave. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if it's a bat cave. I feel like I'm afraid of bats. I'm afraid <laughs> of them. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get letters from bad people. Um, butterflies. It's our butterfly cave. Oh, there you go. There you um, go. And I forgot to bring in. My lamp, because you know I've oh, been. So that's right. Picture this, my friends. We are, oh, it just sounded like John McCain. I don't like sounding like John McCain. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I can't see. So um, we are in this this new space while the duct work in CBN is being reducted. Uh, reducted. <laughs> and um, and the space is nice. It's very open, but yeah. the thing about it is that it had it, it it uses. Overhead lighting, the, yes, you know uh-huh. the bah, the buzzy like buzzy overhead lights. Absolutely, which, uh, you know it's not really good for my skin, so <laughs> I don't prefer it. So I've been teasing, you know, the the head engineer, absolutely, um, Dr. Sergey, yeah. uh, telling him that I wanted to um, bring in a lamp, so I need to bring in a lamp, get the the indirect lighting, right? Because I'm an indirect person. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a person, but indirectly so. Uh, indirectly so. <laughs> so I, or you know, or we will take donations of lamps. There, yeah, what yeah, lamps, not oil lamps. Now watch, there'll be tons of lava lamps La- show lava, up. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, we have a. Ooh. I mean, we're we're gay, but we have a one lava lamp limit. <laughs> lava lamp. Oh, lava, you can never lava, have too many lava lamps. Oh, I I, I, I challenge that. <laughs> you have to have a rainbow of lava lamps. No, you know, no, different no. colors. Oh, jeez, what have we begun? <laughs> so I just you, described my room, but that's okay. That's right. <laughs> and your vehicle. That's so, right. um, if you if you've happened upon us, you listening to Closets Are For Clothes. Yes. On WCB and FME and Arbor. That's right. That's and right. we are not about clothes. We are not about clothes, nor are we about closets. <laughs> That's right. Not really. Absolutely. So, um... Man, oh man. How, how are you doing? I am just... I mean, I, I'm just really impressed that... I mean, we... We um, are always planning and trying to, you know, make our, our show very topical. And sure enough. Like um, an ointment. Like an ointment. That's right. Topical. Like an ointment. Get it, Alex? Really? Uh, no. He's like, He's oh, confused. my. He's confused. Okay. So uh, very <laughs> topical. And um, and uh, just before our show comes on, um, there was this uh, this uh, segment on uh, radio... D- um, Diverse uh, radio, diver- oh my gosh, from big gay uh, Latino lay radio. Yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> American gay radio, right? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and, and it was just, I was like, wow. I mean, how wonderful to be listening to that on the way in, and uh, realizing that it's such a great segue, isn't it? It is. It was. I was like, we couldn't have planned that any better. You know, from one show to Because we don't to the usually next. plan anything That's better. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I think it's a systemic problem. Yeah. Um, honestly. So, well, wait a second. But, Do you hear that? Uh, uh, what? It's spring break at University of Michigan. So there aren't any students around whatsoever. You have no idea how easy it was to like go get something to eat and find parking. Oh, and, parking was so easy. And like not to run into people. Like, <laughs> Why, was, are you avoiding somebody? Or? No, no. I mean, oh, like oh, in general, like physically running into them. Okay, <laughs> got it. Yeah. So, so it is spring break and people are like, aren't you going to take a break? And I'm like, well... Kind of, I am. The students being away is a break. I love you, students. I really do. Yeah, the center of my uh-huh, life. But uh-huh. I gotta tell you, sometimes I, I need a little break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, but, yes. that's what I've been able well, to do. Well, especially when you just spent like an entire weekend it's in been, a car. I've, I've led a, a very you know. gay life so far. Yes. I've got to tell you something on the way down oh, to Champaign no. Urbana. Oh no! I got a moving violation. Oh. <gasps> 
I did. Oh, no. (sighs) What happened? I was moving faster than the law wanted me to move, which is usually not a problem for me. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't run to anything. So... um, so oh I did. The long arm of the law embraced dear, dear oh, Gabe. Oh, no. And let me tell you what. I blame. You blame. I blame um, <clears throat> Whitney Houston. Oh, <laughs> I see. I, You know, she has, she's been a bad influence on a lot of people. I know. And so let me tell you why I blame Whitney Houston. Um, it's because I was listening to Greatest Love of All. <laughs> <laughs> and it. And half of me was driving, and the half of the other half of me was doing drag. Yeah, so, uh-huh. um, absolutely. So I, I got. She pulled does over. that to me every time. I know. And let me tell you something. The only other time that I've gotten pulled over, uh-huh. Celine Dion. No, <laughs> I drove all night. So there is. I, I'd like to do. I'd like some some uh, some ambitious sociology criminal justice student absolutely to do uh, a, a, a cor- correlation study thing <laughs> about divas and speeding and yes. and speeding tickets absolutely because i think that that little that little radar gun not only picks up speed mm-hmm. but glitter <laughs> my glitter as well <laughs> so that started off my weekend oh my gosh and did you have students in your car with you at the time i did oh i did want to great influence you have become with but them. i was very respectful to Good. officer um mustache fat guy and oh. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> i um it was it was fine all you right know. okay uh but i took it in stride i recognized that i did something very wrong Aww. which is breaking the law <laughs> and um and it was okay Good. So. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So that was kind of exciting. Goodness. I mean, that's. I mean, if that's the the sign of things to come that we're going to be talking about. Um. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh! So because that is pretty scary. Like a friend of mine just recently. I mean, they're near where I live. There are like. Um, two like lights right right within like meters of each other, guards of each other, mm-hmm. and one of them you can turn uh, right on red, but the other one you cannot. Um, and he's also with CD, and um, and so <laughs> he's um, and so what happened is that um, he was at the one at the light that where he wasn't supposed to be turning, uh-huh. and he was looking around, looking around. And it was like two in the morning, and he's like, you know, there, were, I don't see, I don't see a. Um, a a cop anywhere, <laughs> and so like this, so he turns, and as soon as he turns, he notices that lights come on, as in the front lights, and he's followed home for a little bit, uh. and sure enough, as he turned into the subdivision, the cop is like, you know, so hey, uh, do nice. you know what you did? And nice. he's like, yep, I totally admit it. I, you know, so I am a good driver. I just want to say that. Oh, absolutely. Personally. I I am not exemplary, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm right, saintly. Gotcha. Um, so the first time I took my driver's test, uh-huh. the first out of three, oh! Um, I, <laughs> oh, no. this was the actual driver driving part, uh-oh, um, uh-oh. I uh, I made a right where it says do not make a right. Oh. And I'm just like, that, that shouldn't count. Shouldn't I yeah. get one? 
Like <laughs> that's right. You get one for infraction. You know, at least I tell you, they they. <laughs> but you know, see, I, I understand. See, my parents had lots of wisdom. They like didn't allow me to get my driver's license until I was seventeen. Ah, they like, said, "Oh no, we're delaying you a year." Well, don't you need to be like forty-five now? Or yeah, something? yeah, almost. I, I mean, mean, seriously, you get like three years on the little on the little green ticket. I know, then, right? Um, always accompanied, and they get so many hours in, and then they think about you know testing you. And because when I got it, I mean, in the old ages, I mean, the Stone Ages, it was you know we just basically basically said yes, I'm old enough, and they just gave you it. You know, you didn't uh. really have to do very much to 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 get the uh, driver's license. Um, but nowadays, I mean, I was even following my nephew this weekend, um, and he just recently got his driver's license. Oh my gosh! And sure enough, I'm following him, and suddenly, what pops up? His hand to his ear, and I thought, he is already talking on the telephone while driving. <laughs> uh, he got that driver's license, then that foam popped right onto his ear. I was well, like, you should get him a Bluetooth or something for absolutely. A, a as soon as I get one, That's I would be right. glad to get him one. That's right. <laughs> but oh. yeah, so I mean, the conference itself was was really good. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Absolutely, so. gotcha. You had all these gadgets around you. This Do is I? like well, this I've never, never seen. Oh, know. this is my external hard drive because oh. I have. Uh, copious amounts of music that my poor little MacBook refused to Aww. share room with it. So Aww. I had to put it off. Exactly. So whatever. And um Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So so yeah, it was just so my weekend was kind of like a little doll. It was um a little doll? Uh y- yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I was just Did you, you know, playful. Anything? Yeah. No, I haven't. So but I have called the hotline. Listeners, I want you to call oh, no. all one of you. I want all you to call you, in. Yes. Every week until yeah. he come, brings in his bedazzler. Because I will bedazzle something on, on the air. I will bedazzle oh this microphone gosh. fluffy Can thing. Can you imagine whatever, having a bedazzled whatever, microphone Whatever thing? that is. Oh, hear that? Yes. You won't be able to hear that after I bedazzle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Oh, my gosh. Mark it would be more word. like, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> As he's trying to talk. Oh, wow. A bedazzler microphone cover. That That's would right. Be, that would be the so sports sharp. sports guys would know what to do. <laughs> oh, they'll be jealous. They want one. They'll be like, oh. I gotta have one, <laughs> you know. Or maybe we can like bedazzle something in their offices. That's where we moved in, uh, you know. Maybe we could bedazzle their a office. sports logo or something. Oh, I got a sports cap I could do. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! WCBN sports, um, um, uh, baseball cap. That's a pennant or something. A pennant, right? Right. So, right. are you planning on watching American Idol this year? Um, well, now, okay. So I wait until they are finally in the you competition. You want to get through? Yeah, I don't like the. Stuff. Yeah, I don't like getting through all the. You know, oh, things are not. Um, you know, the poor singers and the bad singers. It's like you know what? I listen to to a bad singer every morning in the shower. I don't need to do that and watch another hour of it. Everything. Kind of huh. So exactly. Um, so I um I wait till the actual competition. But my understanding, according to my little recorder, is that um. The, the, the apparently it's the men singing this week or something. Oh, that's um, right, because they take turns. Oh, okay. So I'm not really sure what it was, but I was like, so the, they said that the men, you know, do all their singing, and I thought, well, aren't there only there's like six men? So isn't there like or because there's twelve people, right? And there's it's six and six. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, um, there's only six men singing. So why do they need? You know, ten, ten, 10 minutes a piece. Why can't they just go through five minutes of each? Well, person? I think it's a commercial, and they do this montage of like, oh, this is where blah 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 blah. Oh, so. let's get to know the singers. Yeah, and oh. then you know, but you yeah. know, I heard 
there is one because um, I'm starting to watch it. I'm getting updates from my friends. Like I'm gotcha. starting to, to okay. join the American Idol yep. um, bandwagon. And I'm almost on the curve. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to jump off. That's right. So um, American Idol has there's another really young talented singer, um, and you know I think that his uh, he's awesome. He sang oh. Imagine last night. John Lennon. Okay, he's amazing. So so no doubt that you will hear some American Idol chatter. Ah. Is coming and you know what it's also coming up which i know you haven't caught up with actually <gasps> i am taping it as we speak no! i have to get home at eight o'clock tonight to change the tape because my tape will only go because today uh, there's like nine episodes yeah all of the episodes. all of them from 11 o'clock this morning until um so you will be caught up i will be all caught up and ready to talk about the about next week Project Runway. Dear listener, I am very surprised. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually the second time I've taped it, and unfortunately something happened. And So have you watched any of them? None of them. Holy cow. None of them. Actually, I've watched the first half hour of the first show, because when I originally taped it, Uh because last weekend I was going to watch it all and then be ready to talk about it this weekend next, and something happened and it taped all over all of it. OMG. OMG. So so this past week was the reunion show, so I'm totally skipping it. I know, they don't like each other, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah. So whatever, but yep. and they but did something a different this year too. They did and mm-hmm. we shouldn't talk about it, but I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it that there's four, not three? Oh, way to give it away. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. Yes, there are four instead yes. of three, um, because two of them they could not um, decide between. So all four of them are showing or have shown. Wow. So um, I think that they usually spread out the finale in two episodes because they like give them all okay. the money and then they go home for like three months or something. Right. And then, right, and then they come back and show. So right, so haven't they already done the? It's all done. I was gonna say, but yeah. haven't they already done the where they they've done the fashion show? Have they even showed that part yet? No, no. So they haven't oh. even done that yet. So, so I guess next week will be the like, um, you know, go go do your stuff, and Tim Gunn will visit you. Oh, okay. And you know who the celebrity judge is at the very end? No, Victoria Beckham. Posh no. And I love her because she has been in bed with David Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's uh, she's she bunny be... ears talented. Uh huh. So so today bunny ears. So so today we're gonna uh, our guest today is uh, they're from the Levin Center. Yes. Um, and they are uh, Levin Center is uh, this um, awesome like social justice based spirituality um, place. Right. So um, I'll let them describe what it is. Um, let's take a quick music break. Okay. And you're listening to WCB and FM Ann Arbor Closet Stuff for Close, and we will be right back. Shit so loud, shit so loud on my plate 
back um so that was you know that's one of my fave artists right now feist 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 where do you come up with these These oh you know no no that's why you had the separate hard drive that's That's why i have the separate hard drive (laughs) um so feist and that song was my moon my man and did you watch the eclipse last week um, I tried to, but I couldn't find it. It was too dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Well done. Well thanks, done. Thanks. But you did watch it now. <laughs> I tried. Actually, I did. I tried. I, I guess I was looking in the wrong section of the wrong uh, moon. Yeah. Yeah. The, I get well, that. No, I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no, you know, I, it was too late for me. I, I'm yeah. a sleepy panda. I get, what, it I was get, at 10:30. Well, it started at 10:30, but it wasn't like fully covered up or whatever oh, until okay. like midnight. Oh. Okay. But. I watched it on YouTube and that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. There you <laughs> That's go. That's how I live my life. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> absolutely. YouTube. Oh my gosh. So we are joined by two esteemed and distinguished guests, <laughs> right? Or something like that. Um, Neil Byrne and Will Copeland. Hey. Hello. Welcome. welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um, so tell us a little bit about. Uh, we have an event that's coming up, and um, tell me a little about it. We do. Um, the event name is Beyond Boxes and Walls, and it's March 7th to the 9th at the Levin Center, which is in Lyons, Michigan. It's about halfway between Lansing and Grand Rapids, just north of Portland. Um, what we're looking to do is create a space where men can bring them whole, their whole selves and, uh, and communicate openly. We want to... Um, well, why is that important? Why is it important for folks to for men to do this? I mean, I mean, come on, we've got we've got you know sporting events that we go to. We've got you know bars, bars mm-hmm. sports bars. I mean, why do we need to have a like a retreat at the Levin Center for this? Well, it's an important space to um, be able to not just watch sports and do all this stuff out there, 
but it's an important space for people to be themselves. Not everybody's going to be into a sporting event. Not everybody's going to be into a bar. At a lot of time in some of these spaces, there's a lot of pressure to feel like you have to appear a certain way or you have to be a man in a certain way. But this is the kind of space where we can break all that stuff down and, you know, you just be yourself and just be however you want to be in this kind of space. Fantastic. So, Great. So what's the, what's the goal then? So, like, besides getting, getting men together to... Yeah, but what's the goal? One of the things that came up when we talked about it is um, really what does it mean for men to have community with each other? Like I was thinking about myself and in my life, I didn't grow up in the kind of family where it's like, oh, how are you doing? What happened today? And, you know, usually even when I did get that, it was from a woman. It was from my mother. It was, you know, you think of we thought of like talking and explaining yourself as, oh, okay, that's what you do, you know, with your with a woman, you know, that type of thing. So a lot of times just to kick it and exchange stories. You know right. what I'm saying? Just to kick it and exchange stories, and they might be stories about various decisions that we have to make. It's going to be multi generational, meaning we're going to have men of different ages, multicultural. So it'll just be a chance for some personal reflection, um, a chance to talk about different factors that have affected our life, and a chance for us to be ourselves. And this is uh, this is for all uh, sexual orienta- orientations. So men Definitely. who are um, straight or gay or bi could be able to attend um, to attend this. Indeed, anyone who identifies male, so including transgender. Oh, men. fantastic! Okay, great. Yeah, definitely. Great. And we realized, and we talked. One of the things that we're going to try to talk about is, you know, we realized that in this quote unquote pressure to quote unquote be a man, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of different challenges in that. And this will be the type of place where, you know, regardless of your orientation, regardless of where you're coming from, we want to have a safe space that we can put it out there. Not to say that everybody's gone through the same thing, but Mm -hmm. you've gone through your thing, I've gone through my thing, and we'll just support each other in that. Yeah, and and we're going to, in that supportive space, we want to be able to challenge one another as well. Um, There's a lot of a lot of destructive things that have happened as a result of male socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we confront it daily. Mm-hmm. Even even um, as a straight man, th- there's, there's enormous pressure to conform to a narrow box of yes. behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's been very, it's a damaging thing. And we want to we kind of break down those walls, open Absolutely. up that space. What's that mean? When you say a damaging thing, like, is it damaging to, to us, like, is, as, as individuals, or is it to, like, groups, or all of the above, or... Well, sexism and, and heterosexism are, are both very destructive forces um, to everyone, really. You know, a, lo- a lot of folks might think of sexism and see that, you know, women are disadvantaged by that system, uh, that, the oppression, and, um, and, you know, anyone who doesn't conform to that heterosexual norm and women are 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 harmed by the system, but also men, because you know our psyche is constrained, you know, almost from day one to just fit this narrow definition of what it is to be a man. We need to be tough. We can't cry. Um, can't show sadness or fear. We, men are really limited in their emotional expression to, in, in a lot of cases, just to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a default. 
So what would be some of the things, like, if I was going to be attending this, I was like, if I'm interested in it, but I'm kind of afraid, like, well, what does that mean? I mean, am I going to be totally a basket case and, and you know, the whole weekend? I mean, what is this going to, what am I going to experience or if I'm kind of afraid of what the, what we're talking about? It'll be a really cool space. Um, like you said, the main focus is about community. And so it's going to be a lot of things going on in terms of storytelling, in terms of creative writing, in terms of discussions. It's not all about, you know, we're proking, we're probing, we're doing all these different things. Right. Um, we're going to just create a, a community space and give each other resources to take back into our areas and hopefully have an experience that, you know, wherever you're coming from, whatever your particular community is, wherever you're going back to your community, you will have had an experience that's going to help you. If you identify as a man, it's going to help you kind of just sink into it a little bit more and maybe you'll have more to offer other people in your area. And, and I would add to that that um, a, a, lot of, a, a lot of men tend to carry around guilt um, around our, our privilege as men um, in relation, you know, because of sexism, we are advantaged, you know, men earn a dollar over the 67 cents that women earn. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's a lot of guilt that comes from looking at sexism. It's, it's why a lot of men don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we want to do is offer ways that men can, can see how that male socialization has happened you know, like we're not born wanting to oppress people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe anybody is. Um, so, you know, it's it's easy to, to take that on. You know, especially when we start to look at it, it's 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 easy to take it on and get stuck in that guilt, and then we become ineffective in our work to try to to overcome those oppressions. Um, so, we want to uh, just look at how that socialization happens. So, like, okay, so it sounds like there's going to be, like, a lot of awareness that I'm going to be brought into and then kind of, like, how to to look at that and, and how to act differently or, mm -hmm. or even mm -hmm. um, being with that awareness of how, okay, so um, I'm using that awareness to be able to... Um, um, to reconstruct how I inter interacted with the world when I leave the, the retreat, um, which I think is a really positive thing in, in the sense of just, I mean... I knew when I became, uh, when I realized my privilege, it was one of those like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that that, that I was even aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, so for folks that are, I guess one of the things is, is that for folks who are already, who are afraid to go into a situation with a bunch of men who might be all, I mean, like we don't know the makeup of the group, mm -hmm. but yeah, because you have to kind of be there to find out yeah. uh, kind of a thing. If it is a majority heterosexual group and, and you're afraid you're the, like the only trans person, trans male, or you're the only gay male there or only bi male there. Um, how could I benefit or how could I still feel safe in that situation because of just sometimes the harm from other other men? That's understandable. Right. Yeah. We definitely, um, we do our best as facilitators to, okay. to protect participants from that because there is a lot of learning when, you know, when it comes to looking at oppression, a lot of the learning um, that, that the folks in the, the non-target group want to do Right. It ends up falling on the backs of people in the target group. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we definitely bring an awareness of that reality to this, and uh, we'll do our best. Oh, great. And one of the things that we were just talking about 
is as facilitators, we're coming from the perspective of we're still learning and we're learning, you know, how to relate to sexism. We're still learning to relate to our sexuality. We're still learning to relate to each other. And so if I do something, if I say something, we want to create a space where, yo, you tell me what's up. Right. And we want to create a space where every at every point you know whether at every point we can communicate for this weekend mm-hmm, um so mm-hmm. that's the um intention it's not a space where the two of us are lecturing it's not a space right, where right. we're the experts about oppression or we're the experts about how to get past anything gotcha. we really want to create a space where um even if you feel like you're the only person or something like that at least we hope that you feel like it's a space that you can let us know how we make you feel or how somebody else makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And in that, we hope that it's a, a cool space for you for the weekend. So so let me tease this out a little bit. So, uh, you know, I've been thinking, you know, I was just at this conference and one of the um, main speakers was Eric Alva, who is an out gay um, a man who's it, who was in the Marine Corps. He was the first um, U.S. military personnel um, injured in Iraq. So if I think about an institution like the military and I think about male privilege and masculinity, how do I resolve, you know, wanting to make sure we have this military that's very strong and masculine and manly, but also wanting to make sure that men understand privilege and, and themselves as men, like how is there a way to resolve both of those things? Well, I think part of that in, in the, the framing of your question is, uh, you know, a lot of that, that kind of sexist training, um, c- because, because our, our military, we want it masculine and uh-huh, manly that, uh-huh. that brings with it a whole, it's very loaded, uh-huh. um, in that context. And yeah, that's certainly a challenging question. Yeah. Um, and I, we'd be very willing to, to put that one out on the table for the group. Mm. Um, but it sounds like it's really, I mean, I think that that it, it sounds like it's an exciting opportunity, this retreat, because there's going to be some healing on a lot of different, a lot of different angles. I mean, you'll you'll have folks who, who want to, like two straight men who who have been taught that you can only get feelings for, you can only talk about your feelings with with a woman or mm-hmm. with your mom or, um, and want to relate to another man and be able to have a safe space to be able to. Um, to interact, but then you also have other folks who that may mm-hmm. be okay with, but they're having troubles because of harm in mm-hmm. other ways. Of like, how do I relate to um, a, a gay man relating to a heterosexual man mm-hmm. or a trans? Then mm-hmm. it sounds like there's a lot of male healing of just uh, of identity and who I am and how I relate to other people who have that same identity. We hope so. We hope I mean, so. Yeah. Like you gave in the terms of the military example. We hope that we can show that it's a new day and there's not just one definition of, you know, okay, this is what it is to be a man and we're all trying to fit in this one definition. Absolutely. But we're coming in with different identities. We're coming in with different um, orientations. We're coming in from different places. And all of us, since we all identify in this way, we're welcoming you into the space. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And we do want to be willing to meet everyone where they are you right. know we want people to, to bring their whole selves and we're not gonna we're not gonna chastise anyone for sexist comments you know it was supportive challenge is what we want to offer and you know even even just the the possibility for folks to look at um 
a, a different paradigm. Yes. We're not expecting people to take it on right. um, and walk away changed men, although... That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope for that. I mean, how many? <laughs> I mean, that would be fantastic. I mean, it make my life easier. That's for sure. Um, but like, how how many men are you expecting at this? Or uh, the Levin Center can hold up to twenty two people. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to have anywhere near that many because mm-hmm. it's it's been challenging. We've done a lot of publicity, and it's okay. seems to be hard to get men to want to sit in a circle well it's a hard topic i mean i think Mm -hmm. that that's one of the things i I admire the work that you're doing i mean because that's a really hard topic for men i mean even even gay men i mean when i go camping and i go with my male circle of friends Uh there's certain levels of trust that i have Uh with certain ones and it's kind of like hey let's go for a walk if i need to talk about somebody Uh something with somebody you know and just because of what i'm feeling or but and there's others that it's like Mm-mm, I'm not sharing that story with them, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and and then of course we always have the other one that always strays for some reason. We have no idea where he goes. All <laughs> another story, different. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got his own uh, spiritual realm he's in. But uh, um, but yeah, I mean it's but but that's I think that that's just hard to do even in a space where we are comfortable. But then mm-hmm. to Oh my gosh! Go to a, a retreat uh, right. and actually yeah. be yeah. confronted with some hard stuff about my own privilege and uh-huh. and how I oppress other people. I mean, that's that's a hard topic. And it's really it interesting because you know that important conversations about like our lives and, and even their storytelling and story yeah. sharing, like those things happen in groups of men, like yes. uh, and, and even in the most male institutions. So, wh- you know, I wonder, like, what is the what what is the recipe that makes that happen? Yeah. On an everyday basis, and absolutely, I, I, you know, that's that's not an easy question. Ooh. Yeah, one of the things is we haven't even talked about it yet. The Levin Center is almost like filled with stories um, as a place, as a location. Um, men haven't attended its programs as much um, historically. They do a lot of things with ability. They do a lot of things with sexuality. Or I say we. We do a lot as a Levin Center. Uh-huh. A lot of workshops for women of color, a lot of workshops for writers, a variety of workshops. And men, when we put out a call, I've been in other Levin Center workshops. Maybe out of 20 people, there might be one one man, two two okay. guys. Yeah, it's not uncommon. And so we're this whole thing is we're trying to hopefully get enough momentum, mm-hmm. like you said, nice. to you know figure out what it is to... You know, not shift and take over. We're not trying to take over right, right. an institution or anything like that. But we're just trying to figure out how to have the conversations that we should have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Levin has been, it's continually evolving. Um, it started out predominantly as a, uh, as a, um, focused around sexual justice okay. for lesbian women and um, has graduated so many times throughout the years and and our mission statement is is much more inclusive now we have uh, done a lot of work as an institution around um, white privilege Hmm. uh, and uh, able-bodied privilege so um, 
you know, I have to admit that anytime I've ever, I, I, I'm guilty. I'm one of those folks who have uh-huh. never been to the Levin Center. But whenever it is brought up in a circle or, or a group of people, every time someone says the Levin Center, you hear, you see the smiles on people. I'm like, mm. oh, I know the Levin Center. I know that the work that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I know what they've done there, and um, and either knew somebody that benefited or knew somebody that was, you know, it's or been there themselves. I'm sorry, but um, it seems to always be just a, a very okay I'm going to say the word again healing place I mean it's one of those places that just seems like it's always trying to to do um, bring good energy to community and and things and I think that that's really great that um, that it's also a place now for for men to go to and have a safe space I mean that's really great Mm -hmm. and and how long has Eleven Center been around I mean it's Levin started as a nonprofit um, 20 years ago in October, October 1987. Oh, wow. So uh, it, it existed as a nonprofit without a center for um, 13 years, I think. And then the center, after much work, came into being in uh, 1993, I think. So I, um, they... Uh, It was it was founded by Melanie Morrison and Eleanor Morrison. Mm-hmm. Okay, they are UCC ministers. Although Levin has no church affiliation, right. we're, we're welcoming of all faith traditions. But it sounds like a UCC type of thing. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, Alex. I don't <laughs> so the retreat again. It's called Beyond Boxes and Walls, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's March seventh through ninth. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a men's retreat. So, so if you were gonna tell our listeners, or if we we were to to pass it on, so what what is the answer to like? Okay, as a man, what am I gonna get out of this? As a man, what are you going to get out of it? You're going to get an experience of healing community, as we talked about before. You're going to get some discussion about how oppression has played a role in your life, but also a resolve to, you know, to move forward. Maybe you're not going to get all the answers, but definitely you're going to have a, a supportive experience that's going to give you some energy to move forward and to carry it wherever your life is going to um, take you. Well said. And, and could you tell me a little bit about the four folks that are going to be facilitators, just to kind of so people can get an idea um, um, of what they what what they expect for the facilitators, or who's actually putting this on? Okay, um, you want to go first, Will? Sure. We just um, there's myself. Um, my name is Will Copeland. I do a lot of work with um, poetry, with community service learning, and with the arts. Um, some of the work has been in educational institutions, after school programs um, around the city of Detroit, really just trying to get people involved with each other, just trying to get people involved um, in community aspects. And my name is Will Copeland. Great. And, and my name is Neil Byrne. I uh, actually am serving as an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer at the Levin Center and have been there since uh, November 2006. Um, my first experience at, at Levin was January 2005, and it was at a retreat very similar to this one. Um, I had been moving through life as a pretty standard-issued white guy and, uh, you know, had my steady job and so on. Um, and what I learned at this retreat just blew my mind. Oh, wow. Um, it made an absolute huge shift in my life. And, uh, and so, you know, through 
step after step, I, I wound up working at the Levin Center, and it's been just a total immersion in uh, looking at systems of oppression, where I stand in relationship to those, and what I can do to dismantle them. So now, wait a minute. We're not going to expect everybody that attends it to quit their job and become a Maricorps. <laughs> well, I just did it. Just <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's what, that's so real, and that's one of the things that we're, we're that we're talking about is that the three of us we don't have PhDs in conflict resolution or PhD. We we've had experiences and we participated in these retreats and. We've practiced and we're trying to put our, what they say, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, you gotcha. know, so we're not, this retreat is not even coming from the fact that, oh, we claim to be experts in such and such. You know, we're three guys who've been asking ourselves these questions, been talking to people in our lives and mm-hmm. listening to them and thought that it was important enough to create a discussion that wasn't being held. And so you may not quit your job and become an AmeriCorps member, but maybe you'll start you'll interact a little bit different where you're at. Hey, right. go for it. You don't need somebody to give you a degree and give you permission to That's do right. it. Just, you know, have a discussion about yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then also about Joe uh, Riley and Alex Wilson. Are they, it's a, and are they on the... A- Joe a- Riley is um, an Ann Arbor local. He's a singer, a songwriter, an environmental educator at the Leslie Science Center. Um, many of you, maybe you've taken a tour with him down at the Leslie Science Center. He also does talking circles for boys at American Indian Health and Family Service Center oh, wow. and writes music that's um, empowering, inspiring, educational. It's all of that. Alex Wilson, <laughs> uh, we just found out, is not going to be able to make it um, because of other commitments. He's worked at the Levin Center in the past and is doing graduate studies, and some things came up. We've publicized him as though he was a facilitator, gotcha. and some stuff came up with his studies, um, so he won't be a facilitator gotcha. for the weekend. Well, that's excellent. So, so Neil and, and Will, who are here today, as well as Joe Riley, are, are the facilitators for Beyond Boxes and Walls, the men's retreat based mm-hmm. at the Levin Center. Uh, and that happens March 7th through 9th. And to find out how to register and to, um, to sign up, it's all on the website, right? It's so on the website, www.leven.org. That's L-E-A-V-E-N. Food is included. It goes from Friday night. There will be a snack or something like that on Friday. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Saturday. Breakfast and lunch on Sunday. We'll end in the early afternoon around 1 o'clock. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Well, you know, it sounds like an amazing opportunity and an amazing way to get engaged with other men and talk about stuff that people don't men don't get to talk about a lot yeah absolutely so so hit up uh 11.org it's called beyond boxes and walls or you can call our office is is 989-855-2606 and that's between 9.30 and 5, Monday through Friday. Brilliant, Perfect. brilliant. Good. Well, Will and Neil, thank you so much for visiting us. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Having us. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like a great experience, so we hope to hear how it goes. Absolutely. Cool. Indeed. So you're listening to WCBN FM and our break closets are foreclosed, and we will be right back. got something we both know it we don't talk too much about it ain't no real big secret all the same somehow we get around it oh listen it don't really matter to me babe 
somebody must have kicked you around some Tell me why you want to lay there and revel in your abandon Honey, it don't make no difference to me Totally. totally. <laughs> and we're back. Closets are for clothes. Uh, Alex just looks at us like, right. ay, 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 why do I do this? I know, right? But you're lucky. You really are. So I wanted to chew a Actually, to be honest with you, we're lucky. We are the lucky ones. We are lucky. And if you didn't know, that was Melissa Etheridge singing a cover of Tom Petty's Refugee, which you know is what I like to rock out to when I'm driving. Yes. At the speed limit. Yeah, I was just about to uh, say. You never like speed when you develop Melissa Etheridge is on? No, I don't. Only with the divas? I only pull I pull over and eat granola. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I don't oh eat granola. God. We just lost some of our half our I listeners. I don't like granola. Um, so I wanted to, George Heron, to this. Uh, so I just came back from this Midwest bisexual lesbian gay transgender ally college conference yes in champaign urbana illinois which is interesting because they say champaign urbana illinois but then university of illinois urbana champaign anyway it's a different oh show. yeah that is interesting <laughs> absolutely um so the opening plenary was eric alva now who uh, is Eric? You, you hinted a little bit earlier who is eric alva so so <laughs> i'm glad you asked uh, yeah so, <laughs> thank you so marine staff sergeant eric alva he was the first american wounded in the war in iraq 
um, and he hit a landmine. And since then, he's come out as a gay man. Um, he works with the Human Rights Campaign and speaks out against Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So, wow, that was a big bomb then. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and really, he he lost like they, he had to relearn how to walk. He he is an amputee and oh, uses wow. a prosthesis. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that because uh -huh. I've, I've always seen him. Wow, yeah. I never knew that. So, what's very interesting is that the students who went, or or many of the people who went to the conference, really hated that he was there, and that. A part of me is not surprised, uh -huh, uh -huh. but another part of me is like, really? Yeah. And so so he, why were they? So he gave this really, really great speech, this talk about his experience, and like, so he was, he was in the military, and then he was injured, and and how like President Bush and First Lady Laura Bush came and visited him in the hospital, and how. Um, you know, and what the military meant to him and, and why he decided to come out against Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And the first comment right after his speech was, how dare you? Oh, wow. It was, how dare you um, say you're opponent of Don't Ask, Don't Tell when you support the military who is imperialistic and kills innocent Iraqis. Wow. And that just set the stage. And from there, it was it was, it was was vitriolic and caustic. It was harmful. And it was, it was, it was not pretty. Wow. It was very How did he react to that? I mean, as a so guest, I, you, know, you would think he'd have a friendly crowd, but. I think that's the, exactly. I think that they were really thinking that he was just going to be like, I'm going to tell my don't ask, don't tell story and people are going to love me. Right. Um. And it just didn't happen. And just to feel, and in part, like I would feel rejected from my own community. Sure. And so, so he handled the first couple of questions really well, and then it it just really went back and forth. Like wow. at one point, he said people were like, some people were like clapping in support of the people who were like put, taking Alva to task. Some people were like booing Alva. And at one point, he's like, no, 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 let him let him talk. Um, and said, this is what I um, gave up so you can have the freedom to speak. And he showed his prosthesis, which wow. I thought was sort of a dirty trick. Absolutely. So Absolutely, that's a dirty trick. So I, I really, it was very, and he even said, like, I, I've never, this has never happened to me before. And and I think he was, you know, unfortunately, like, he should have known. He should have known that yeah. there were going to be some students there who are at the intersection of, like, really hating the war in Iraq and are really well I think isn't that why we have at HRC yeah. and so there was I think there were a lot of things at play that he was just on the crosswire right right absolutely and, and more I guess more times than he'd like to care for I but know, it must be yeah. uh, um, I mean because that you're absolutely right I didn't even think about the HRC how people are angry with HRC right now but it's one yeah. of those you're right and I think Yes, I am grateful for the soldiers who are fighting for my freedom mm -hmm. to be able to say what I say on this radio station. I really appreciate that, even though my file gets bigger and bigger every week. Mm -hmm. um, it's with the FBI. But I think it's nice. one of those things where, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> I swear they record this, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be like, they're going to show up on my doorstep someday. But anyway, but the, um, just as long as they're hot. Anyway, but they're, no. um, <laughs> but, just, but I think that that's where, 
I mean, he needs to understand that he is working with college students who, I mean, they had to, to be able to get any type of financial aid, they had to sign that, yes, I could, you know, that they had register um, uh, for the for for, selective for, service. They selective mm-hmm. service. They mm-hmm. had to, um, and, and they, there was a lot of conditions that they, for them to be going to college that they had to do right. that may have been against their rights. And at the same time, I think that's what, who is showing up at the polls right now, um, or, yeah, at the polls right now saying, well, not the polls, but the uh, voting booth saying this is why I want to be getting out of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that the people that are screaming about um, uh, uh, us getting out of Iraq are folks who are um, over 30. Right. I really do think it's the 20 year olds that are saying something. The 18 to 24 demographic yep. is not happy about being in Iraq absolutely. right now. So, so I think, it, uh, and they're also not happy with HRC. Oh, absolutely. So I, and I, explain I th- why are they not a, a happy at HRC? Well, I just think in case so, people don't know. Right. So there was, there's a lot of continued discussion about end of the Employment Non Discrimination Act um, and how HRC. Um, Cleverly stated that they would not be. Uh, yes? HRC is the, the human rights campaign, which is the the nation's oldest and well most best funded yes. um, LGBT political organization. Exactly. Yeah. So and 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 really, there was a, a lot of people maybe upset with the HRC because of. Um, and what they did is they worded it. They didn't necessarily say that they were against um, uh, ENDA, um, including, not including. A trans-inclusive ENDA, right. Right, mm-hmm. the, but they were not necessarily going to speak out against it if right. um, if that if it was not inclusive. So, and, and Alec Alva is currently HRC-affiliated. Yes. Was part of the problem. So I think that, again, like he just wasn't prepared for the type of pushback that that he got and I felt uncomfortable through the whole thing because part of me as an administrator as someone who works in the college was like you've got to respect your speakers yeah um there's another part of me that was reacting to like this he has military service and another part of me reacting to like we need to be out of Iraq yeah and you're not understanding the different levels that's going on here and and at the same time that the students have to have a place to say what they need to say because no one else is listening to them there is nobody in I mean by being a plenary uh, speaker, you have the power, um, and you and literally have the spotlight. So absolutely. to expect like that, Abs- people won't take mm-hmm. that advantage, take the advantage for better or for worse mm-hmm. to, to to express what they want. Absolutely, what if, it's a little naive. Uh, yes, and I think that that was one of the things that yes, they had no one else to really talk to because no one else is really listening, mm. and I think that that's where um, they have an opportunity to say something, and I think that that's really great. And, and as an administrator, I think. You're in an awkward spot of, I think it's it's great that the students had a space to be able to say something, but as being an administrator, you are part of that system. Right. And that's hard, I think, to uh, a fine line that I'm always impressed with you, Gabe, of always having of, yes, I am an administrator, but I also have to allow you to say what you need to say uh, uh-huh. and do what you need to do um, to, you know, different... Um, uh, extents of what the, what students need to do. Um, you know, the they other get very creative. I have to right? admit, there have been times I've talked to students they and went, "Are you really? Do you really understand what that's going to what that means?" Um, so you know, the other the closing speaker was Angela Davis. Now, who's uh, Angela Davis? So Angela Davis is amazing. Absolutely, she's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, so, I was so jealous when I found out that she was a speaker. So she's a socialist organizer. She's a professor. Um, she she's old school. Like she Black Panther Party. 
Party Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Um, so she started this pro- uh, nonprofit called Critical Resistance, which is an anti-prison grassroots organization. And the stuff that she had to say about um, grassroots organizing and about the prison system and uh, and and being part of the Black Panther movement was amazing. Wow. Um, and wow. you know the other thing that that people don't uh now wait a minute can i back up a little bit uh-huh. she's an, she's an anti-prison activist mm-hmm. so what does that have to do with lgbt so work? she she you know it's i was talking to a colleague of mine earlier and you know angela davis doesn't readily talk about her identity as a lesbian so uh, and she is indeed okay. um, a lesbian but you know it doesn't necessarily, I guess. You know, it has oh, more to do okay. about like activism, and, and a lot of okay. people asked about like how do I continue to have this fire for activism and grassroots campaigns. Gotcha. Um, but you know, one of the things that she really that really struck me was shocked about gender equality and 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 in prisons, um, and how it's very. Um, it's a touchy thing to really talk about because mm-hmm. when you talk about you know men's women or you know that men's prisons have so much quote unquote more than women's prisons and mm-hmm. and making that equitable mm-hmm. what that also means is that women's prisons you know for example guards at women's prisons then if, they, if things were equal mm-hmm. that if a woman was esca- trying to escape they could shoot to kill mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so like there's there's a lot of layers there well and also probably the things that happened at the women's center that pro- or excuse me at the women's prison that probably would not be happening at the um I guess the, the, as we were talking about sexism earlier is probably the assault. Um, there's a lot more power dynamics mm-hmm. that are interesting right at play. Um, not to say that that happens at every prison, but I think that that's probably something that you probably it did speak to. But I think that it's great that uh, absolutely grassroots is grassroots. Mm-hmm. When you're organizing and being an activist, that, that is something where it doesn't necessarily matter what the cause is. It's really, it really has to do with a lot of um, um, bringing people together uh, for a for you know, bringing two people together and for a common cause or common ideal and making the change actually happen. Right. And so the other speaker, so there are three speakers. So the, 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 um, like middle speaker, I guess. Okay. Um, like he, going for lunch or something. Right. Yeah. Well, yep. he, he, um, his name is TJ Jurian and he, uh, is a trans activist and, um, was recently not re- Well, he was, uh, he's actually a Michigan state alum. Oh, okay. And uh, he spoke about his experiences as someone who is a trans man, who is uh, an immigrant, who is, uh, he's from Cyprus, so as a Cypriot. So it was really interesting. So uh-huh. um, so that I thought was really cool. Too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So overall, it was a really, really great experience. Um, what do you think that your students got out of it? Um. I don't know. No, they. Okay. I think that they got. Um, that I definitely think they got a different perspective about what's going on in terms of across the Midwest. Okay. Um. Um. So I, I think that they also got ideas on how you know one really great thing is I think that they're going to start um, organizing college students across the Midwest, across across Michigan rather, mm-hmm. um, LGBT college um, students all over Michigan mm-hmm. were able to meet and really meet with each other. So that's great. It, it was really great. So, I mean, seriously, because I think that that's one of the things that we need is, um, 
is to be able to just to for our students to actually to get active and 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 really take a look and 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 and, and create a community that they really need and really want. Yeah, you know? and you know, I tell them all the time, like you are the movement. Mm-hmm. That's it. You are the movement. Absolutely. Like so, there have been people who have been in the movement for long, for so long that they've struggled for the right to be partners, to be out, to have children, and we don't have all those rights. But 18 to 24 year olds, college students, younger high schoolers, they're the first generation who are going to be able to reap the benefits of that movement. Absolutely. And it's up to them. Yep. Just as we st- just as I'm standing on people that were before me, um, just are the same people that uh, um, are uh, that that basically the people that went before me. Um, right. You know, that the things that I've worked for. Shoulders other of people. giants, right? Yep. Shoulders absolutely. of giants. Exactly. So, um, I just want to say thanks for uh, listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3. And you can contact us, of course, by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Don't forget um, our new email address, which is WCBN Closets. Um, so, WCBNCLOSETS at gmail.com. Um, and... Uh, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. And for Dan Burns and engineer Alex Sergey, I'm Gabe Javier. And remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.